welcome back as the IFC presents another episode of the Archetypes of Destiny. On today's episode, Dr. Lahab El Samurai and Christy Foster will continue their discussion of spellcasting, part two. Listen in to learn how the tough and courageous warrior archetype is focused on emotional energy and always readying themselves for battle while staying calm in chaos. If you want to support the podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on whichever platform you listen on. We'll see you again with another episode soon. Welcome back to another episode of the Archetypes of Destiny. I'm Dr. Lahab Al Samurai, and with me today, as always, Christy Foster is here. Christy, how are you doing? Hello, Dr. Lahab. Doing great today. We have beautiful sunshine here in Salt Lake City. Today's St. Patrick's Day. So happy. Yeah, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day snuck up on us. It did. Yeah. It's March is flying quickly. Yeah. So how yeah. do you how do you celebrate St. Patty's Day? Do you have Irish lineage in your blood? I do actually, yes. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a special dinner tonight. Mm. We did went and picked up some corned beef last night, which I never eat except on St. Patrick's Day. I think nobody eats it except on St. Patrick's Day. I just don't ever eat it. So we'll make a nice meal and and enjoy enjoy time tonight with nice. our family and that's how I celebrate it. Very nice. Very nice. So last week, we started with spellcasting. So that was our first episode. This is our second episode. So today, me and Christy are going to take you on a journey of spellcasting. So first, we're going to talk about how to engage the archetypal energy of different archetypes. And then we're going to tie that into how you create the spell. Because what you're engaging is archetypal. And so you need to know specific spells to engage the archetypal realm. The archetypal realm does not work like this realm. Tell it us has. what it looks like, just for a reference of archetypal patterns. So the archetypal patterns respond to a certain type of energy. So you have to learn how to electrify it in a certain way. That energy cannot be electrified in the same way. So for the warrior to electrify the energy of the warrior to basically wake up the warrior and wake up the warrior's energy, what do we do? What do we say to them? Let's say they're in deep depression or that they've given up. Mm. How do we wake them, Christy? What do we say? Well, if we're talking about warrior, the key word is they need a cause to fight whatever fight that might be. So if someone's depressed, yeah, the fight is to come out of that and connect back to life. Yeah. So what would you say to them? What would you well, say? I'd want, to, uh, I'd want to get them ruffled a little bit. Yeah. So how would you ruffle? How would you ruffle a warrior? I would challenge them in saying uh, you're, you're giving up on, I would use me in the equation. Okay. You're giving up on me, but more importantly, you're giving up on yourself. 
So the first term that you use is very important. When you're engaging warrior energy, when you're electrifying it, you have to challenge. Yes. Right? It's not good just to tell them or be nice to them. It doesn't work. You have to challenge. You have to challenge them because that awakes the archetypal energy. That archetypal energy is not sleeping, but you've engaged it. Now you have its attention. So the first thing you do is challenge. Then what do you do, Christine? Well, I would, I would have the challenge and get them upset in a way and leave them to yeah. stew in it because that's what would create the activity in their brain. Yeah, so you challenge them and then you tell them they're not worthy of the challenge. Ooh, that's a good one for a warrior. Yeah, so yeah. basically you irritate them. Now, they're, now they want to engage you. What do you mean I exactly. am not worthy of the challenge? What do you mean? What can you challenge me with? You know I could do anything. That's exactly where we want them. Yeah. We want that energy engaged. So spellcasting 101. How to engage the archetypal energy of a warrior. How do you engage the archetypal energy of a queen, Christy? How would we do that? What would we do with the queen archetype? Well, if we look at the aspects of the queen first, Ooh. we understand the queen is someone who has a realm. She likes order. Uh -huh. We like to be in charge. Yes. And feel like they have um, some containment over their lives as yeah. well. So what if they, they are in depression? What if they are, how do we engage them? What do we say to them? So if they're feeling depressed, they have forgotten that they're the queen. Ooh. They've really forgotten who they are. Yeah. And I've heard this said by different queens. I feel misplaced. Yeah. I don't feel seen and I don't feel heard. Uh, I yeah. heard that actually this morning. I thought, yeah, that's the tie into the queen. Yeah, so that's their depressive state. So how do we how do we electrify their energy, their archetypal energy into action? How do we get them? What do we say to them? Like we say to the warrior, we challenge the warrior. We tell the warrior they can't do, they're not up to the challenge. So it's like throwing the gauntlet and throwing it again. Yeah. Now you got them really kind of stewing on it. Their energy is building and building and they're thinking of all kinds of ways that they're going to prove you wrong. That they're going to take you to task. That they're going to show you who it is you're dealing with because you don't know who you're dealing with. So with the queen, yeah. the queen is like, I'm displaced. Nobody sees me. Nobody hears me. So she's lost that, that, that archetypal energy of being queen, that energy of being elevated, of being divine, of being chosen, of being the one who helps everybody else. So if so they're placed or they feel like they don't have a voice they're going back into their child yes they're going right? to they're going into their negative aspect of the queen 
So the negative aspect is always, what is the positive aspect? Well, they're divine. So yeah. now they're useless, worthless. They don't have, they were, they're a mistake. So if you're not yeah. divine, you're a mistake. That's, that's the two ends of the poles. And I'd like to add to that too. They, they believe that other people have power over them. Ah, they so, have no power. So that's the shadow aspect or the, as you eloquently put it, that's also the childhood aspect of, that's yeah. when I'm feeling poor me. Yes. Which usually is enveloped in the shadow because in the unknown other, because we can't tolerate it in the ego. Well, this is the this is the pressure from the archetypal energy that we have to hold these opposites, but it takes time to integrate them. So with the queen, when you want to jolt their energy into action, you say, "Oh yeah, poor you." I could see why they're saying these things about you because you're pitying yourself. That's all you have to do. And that would really upset them. That would, yes. But upsetting them means that the volcano that is sitting in the archetypal um, bowl, if I may, now is active again. Now it wants to spill over because now, what did you say about me? Now. Right. <laughs> Now you got them going. Now their Very energy is taking over. They're upset with you, but they're upset with themselves. Yeah. You're not worth it. This is what they say to themselves. You're not. I, that person, Christy, is not worth it. I am not going to be uh, irritated by her. I will not listen to her. I know she is provoking me. This is how it will go. Right. Well, that's the reflection. I guess I see that as I'm holding up a reflection of them. Yes. Language. Yeah. Beautiful. They can't, yeah. They can't see their own reflection yeah. of their depression or their yeah. displacement or their lack to live. Yeah. And you hold a mirror. And anytime we do that, anytime it's done to me, yeah. that is an irritation of what? Yeah. Because we're blind to it. Yeah. So you're breaking the spell. Yeah. Because they are caught in the glitch. They're caught in their own glitch. And the glitch is, is when I'm stuck. I can't move. Yeah. So what do we need? We need an irritation. We need a provocation. We need something to energize us into movement. Now, uh, when, when we use the term depression, I don't mean like clinical depression and you are like, because when you're clinically depressed, um, you need a lot of things before you're to the point where we can engage the archetypal energy. This is how far you are from the energy. But I'm talking about like feeling bad for myself or um, withdrawing from the world or feeling like nobody cares about me type of um, de depressive feeling state. Yeah. If I may kind of using which we the, all go into absolutely yeah we we're withdraw when we're in it yeah, yeah we withdraw from the world yeah yeah we go into a cocoon but 
The problem is, is if we don't emerge from that cocoon and we get stuck in it, we might never come out. Right. So that's why the energy needs to be engaged. So how would we engage the depressed lover, Christy? How would we engage the, the lover's energy? What would we say to the lover when she says, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me? When I was younger, Christy, when I was younger, everybody wanted me. Now, I'm an afterthought, Christy. Mm. I am decaying. Such an interesting word for the lover. Mm. I am decaying. Mm. I've heard that as well. Mm. What I would, how I would begin that conversation is, once again, it's the mirrored reflection of, of this is what love looks like in yeah. you, yeah. first and foremost, and present different ideas of how to be loved and how yeah. they're loved. Yeah, that's not going to work. They're, they're, they're on the other side of the negative. They're holding on to that negative side. So I'm going to tell you, Christy, that's not going to work. I don't believe you. I don't believe that people love me. So mm. at that point, what are we going to do? We have to irritate them. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, wouldn't you begin to create different scenarios about how, how yeah. they be loved or how they love? Or that maybe they're not lovable. Okay, so the very opposite end of the spectrum. So you want to irritate their energy because they're being right now, they're being, they're basically holding on to their position. You're talking to them about love. You're talking to them about regaining their energy and they're throwing it in your face like a little kid. They're mm. tossing in your face. So how do you, how do you shake them out of it? How do you engage the archetypal energy? Well, by saying you're not lovable is exactly yeah. the same thing with the warrior. Yeah. You have to fight, there's no cause to live. Yeah. You maybe, maybe you're right. Right. Maybe, I, you're, maybe I, this is what I would say. Maybe you're right. Maybe you aren't lovable anymore. Maybe you have lost your youth. So suddenly now they're irritated, right? They're yeah. like, why, why, why are you Christy taking the side? Why are you making me feel worse? So now they're irritated, which means the cauldron is bubbling up again. So the spell is breaking. So you're breaking the spell. The spell is that I am withdrawn from the world and I am slowly dying. I am decaying. It's over yeah. for me. And so Christy basically used her electrifying spell to get the cauldron to bubble again. So now there's movement in the energy. Now the lover is like, I don't know what they're talking about. Now they have to prove that the energy of creation is still theirs. You've re-engaged into the archetypal matrix. It's when you're out of the archetypal matrix. So if you think about the pattern of the archetype, the more depressed and withdrawn, the more sick and ill you are, the further away you are from the archetypal pattern, the matrix of the pattern. So the archetypal matrix sits above your pattern. You have an individual pattern that is absorbed in this the larger matrix. 
of movement and action and a call to do something different, an awakening, a consciousness. Yeah. That's the matrix. So when we're sick, when we're terminally ill, when we're withdrawn, when we're far away, we are away from that energy field. That matrix has all the energy. It brings us back to our ultimate purpose in the world. It brings us back to that we're all connected. Yes, which some people might be challenged with that idea in and of itself. And that might be the lover's challenge as well, is there's no connection. Yes. Because when you get, when we become isolated or in that glitch that we've talked about, it's very difficult to see that you have a choice or a way out of that. Yes. So that's why the energy needs to be channeled. That's why when we are working in treatment in JAMP, when we are targeting certain areas of trauma, we're actually, what we're targeting is we're targeting the movement of the energy. And it's that energy that is stuck that keeps you, uh, keeps you by live wire. Basically, when it's activated, you're live at that point in time. Yeah. Again, over and over again, this like time loop you're stuck in. Something happened on Wednesday, the 4th, and now I've been reliving it for 10 years. You shouldn't be, right? But that live wire is somewhere stuck inside of you and it's reactivated, reanimated. So when we move the energy, when this energy is moved, suddenly you feel freer. When you feel freer, when you are more, that you're not being weighed down, you're part of the archetypal matrix. You start to feel like you have a greater sense of purpose. You have a greater capacity to love. You actually, um, you start to translate what you used to do as a kid to an adult activity to take care of kids maybe. So that energy is reborn, re-energized um, and grows again. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about engaging the archetypal energy. We're talking about getting, getting the attention of the archetype. Um, one other piece that I think is really important with this engagement in the work that I do with psychosomatics is I'm looking at how the patterns of your body when it goes into isolation because we're having, you and I are having an intellectual conversation. So sure, people, yeah. people are going to listen and hear it with their heads. And I'd like, I'd like you to begin as listeners to hear it in your body as well. Mm. Is the patterns that we, within isolation, for example, in the body, when isolation shows up, just it, looking how someone stands, for example, mm. one foot, usually the left foot, Left foot represents our inner world. If it's pulled in, Ooh. that present, presents the pattern of isolation of the inner self over time. Ooh. 
And so what you're saying with the activation of the archetype, I would challenge people when they notice their own patterns to also notice it in their feet and straighten their feet because the feet are going to show you how you process based mm -hmm. on which direction they're in. And then what that does is it pulls it into the body. It makes it very tangible. Yeah. Because the crazy part about it is you won't want to. Yeah. Because the body knows the patterns that it's most comfortable with. And sometimes someone that if they isolate and I have them straight in their feet, they're going to say, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to. Yeah. Which is part of the glitch. Yes. The yeah. unwillingness to not do something different. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's stuck, right? Absolutely. Yes. And it's stuck, it's stuck. It's stuck in the body. Time. It's stuck in the mind. It's stuck in yes. the thought. It's stuck as a concept. It's stuck as a, um, as a, an issue that is unresolved. It's stuck. Yes. Yeah. So the glitch is a time loop that basically existed when we became conscious of the traumatic event, when we opened our eyes to it. Yeah. When we fully took it in. That is basically when the glitch is born. So that could have been at the time of the incident or after the incident happened or doesn't matter. Once your conscious mind opens up to the idea that something terrible happened or something that I can't explain happened, the glitch begins. Because the mind is going to want to resolve it. The mind is like, oh, this is not resolved. I have to resolve it. I have to file it away. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to file it away. You can't leave it. You know, it's like an angry librarian. And if you kept the book out way too long. That's for our older listeners, for younger listeners who don't know what a librarian is. It's a person who used to work in a library and they used to, I, I think there's still, with respect to librarians, they're still around. Yes, they are. Before it became Google. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Google in those days. We had libraries. We went yeah. and looked up stuff. Yeah. If you wanted to find out something, you had to go look it up in books. So... How do we wake up the archetypal energy of a magician? Because the magician archetype is complicated and they, they become stubborn. So how do we engage their energy? What do we engage? How do we engage them out of their shell? Well, since I am a magician, this is the answer that I should know. And it's keyword for me too. When I say I'm bored, I tend to isolate. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm acutely aware of how important it is for me to pay attention when I say I'm bored. Yeah. Because what does it mean to you? Chaos happens. Yeah. For me, it's mental chaos in my own head, not yeah. around me. But I feel like I'm spinning or running through that maze in my head and I can't, I can't find any stopping place. Yeah. So let's visualize it for people. Let's, let's take it in a visual. 
So basically what happens to the magician is the more they withdraw from basically, basically listening on multiple realities, on multiple planes, they withdraw into the inner plane. Mm -hmm. And that's where chaos happens because now they're overwhelmed by their emotional state. Yeah. So how do we tease you out of it? What does warrior say to you to get you to boil up magician? Warriors usually know how to get magicians engaged. So what did they say? Well, I guess for me, it would be presenting me with something interesting. Yeah. They have to gain your curiosity, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. what that does is it takes my attention from that maze and the looping yeah. into focus about something that is of interest or that is uh, intellectually stimulating. Yeah. So the way I irritate you um, is say something to the effect of you haven't had a good idea since I met you. <laughs> so that would be an irritation to the magician, mm -hmm. to the magician archetype. That would be an irritation. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are talking to me this way? So the, the magician, the magician's energy is now revved up. Because they're, they're, they're in their heads most of the time. So now you're trying to bring them out of their head. How do you get them out of their head? You have, to, you have to engage the live wire. And the live wire is the archetypal matrix mm -hmm. that holds them together. And that archetypal matrix, the way it calls you is like, have you thought about this? So even that sentence. Yeah. But that would have to come from another magician. From the other archetypes, it has to come in a different way. Like the lover is not going to engage you in the same way. The lover is not going to open the magician's eyes in this way. The lover is going to say, oh, nobody cares about what you do. That's how the lover is going to get the magician's attention. Which it would. Yeah. Yeah. The warrior would gain the magician's attention when these are different spells. So each archetype uses a different spell to engage the other archetype. So we're talking as two magicians talking about how to um, energize, electrify this field, this energy, to engage it. How do we engage it? Well, you're plugging it back in. You're yeah. plugging it back into the matrix. And it, the agitation, that is what moves most people. Yes. There's a reason for agitation. Uh -huh. Agitation is not a negative. No, it isn't at all. Yeah. So you have to understand that agitation, when we use the term agitation, it's not negative. Agitation is required for any type of activity. Agitation is basically to start the engine. It's the spark plug. It's that yes. flicker. 
that starts the engine. That's the agitation. Okay. Now, if the agitation sticks around, it's no longer the spark plug. You're basically now the engine is burning. That's where the smoke starts coming out. That's prolonged agitation. This prolonged. So you need a little bit of it. You don't need a lot of it. And it's very intentional, Dr. Lahab. Like it's yeah. a, it would be an intentional uh, spell since that's the word we're using because spell yeah. is the creation with words. Yeah. And I think, and I've had this conversation with so many different clients this week, the better we can understand our archetypal patterns, yes. not our personality, Yes. our archetypal patterns and the other archetypes within people and relationships that we're with. Yeah. The less attached we become to the outcome or how they respond to what we say. Yes. Because the danger comes in, and I think the loop comes in with people, is whatever lens we're looking through. So if I'm looking through the lens of a magician, and my language is the lens of magician, and I'm speaking to a warrior, and I'm saying, why can't you, why can't you see this? Yeah. And they're not understanding me. I'm going because to because you're speaking gibberish. Yes, in their language. Because yeah, I'm only seeing gibberish. my lens. Yeah. Well, when you say you can't see this, you know, it's like, no, it's not there. Exactly. Of course not. I can't see it. Of course not. You're crazy. That's why. And if I don't understand how the warrior sees, yeah. I'm going to only speak my language, which also keeps me in the loop of the glitch. Yeah, exactly. So when you're teaching. When you're teaching archetypes, you have to teach all four archetypes in their language. Yes. You it's can't teach specific. one archetype. Yeah. So and that's why we have a lot archetype. of... Go on, go on. Sorry. Well, if you don't know your archetype, I can't emphasize this enough. Yeah. If you don't know it, you're going to only see through one lens. Yeah. And you're going to be very irritated all the time because people don't see it your way. Yes. And they don't, you're going to feel misunderstood. And like the word I heard this morning, I feel displaced. Yes. Because. That's royal energy. Displaced. It's not understanding who that's she a, is. That's a queen archetype. Yes. Anytime, anytime some, somebody says displaced, that's a queen archetype. Warriors don't say displaced. Don't use that term. What would a warrior's term be? In lost, lost battle. Okay, yeah. They would not use the term loop. displaced. They're not displaced. They lost that battle. Yeah. See, and that warrior would feel very understood. This is my whole point. If I can see through different lenses and how I communicate to them, how I hear back, I'm reflecting back to them. Yeah. They're going to feel understood. Yeah, so the lover would feel unloved, displaced, unloved, lost battle. Yeah. What would the magician be? So we have we, go confused. On. Huh? Confused and lost. Lost. That's the term. Yeah. Lost. That's that for, for the magician that lost means that confusion has completely overwhelmed you. 
confusion is the beginning and lost is where you're stuck. So if, you, if you're listening with an archetypal, um, for the archetypal sound, mm -hmm. then you're listening to terms like displaced, lost, lost battle, and unloved. And now you have the four archetypal vibrations. So the archetype when you are depressed also holds that energy. That's why you have to energize it. And create the agitation to wake it up. Because what you're saying is to wake up the psyche, wake up your essence, wake up that path to destiny, which is what we're talking about. Because if we're not awake, we will never go there. We will just end up in fate. And that's what we'll say is fate brought me here. Yeah. And that's because it's important to wake up to the archetypal patterns. Because if you don't wake up, you're lost. You lost yes. that battle, you've been displaced, and you're unloved. Yes. Now you see that all four patterns are required to move and understand because they each shade a different area. For the magician, lost psyche. For the mm -hmm. lover, unloved is creation. For the queen to be displaced, is to fall from the divine. You've been displaced, you've been set aside, you've been moved. For the warrior to lose a battle is a great humiliation. Mm. Yeah. So each archetype holds the energy of the poles in different ways. And they respond to different vibrations. So when we say vibration, what do we mean? Well, when the sergeant yells cadets present arms, the warriors know exactly what that means. Yeah. The lover will stick out their arms. The queen would say, who are you talking to? And why are you telling me what to do? The magician would say, let the kids think for themselves. Mm. Stop telling them what to do. So the energy responds differently depending on the event and what the event is. But they're all in need of each other. They hold each other. And so the spell is, the spell is of the four. To yeah. cast the perfect spell, right? What do they call this? What do they call it in these kids' games where they're chasing something? What is this called? Mm, not I sure give it a name it's like a prize of some sort anyway i'm just thinking but this 
is a revelation of how it works. If you listen very carefully, you'll understand it. To cast the perfect spell, you have to elicit the four archetypes. That's casting a perfect spell. You always engage the spell by calling out the dominant archetype. So if your dominant archetype is magician, then you engage with magician's words. But to really get at the spell, you have to use the lover's language. Mm -hmm. You have to elicit the warrior's response. You have to get the queen's energy or the king's energy, the divine energy. You need that energy. It, now it you have a perfect like, Yeah. And it also sounds like the creation of the languaging and the spell is to recreate power within that person. Yes, yeah, so this spell is more about awakening um, the archetypal matrix. This is not a spell about, um, well, let's just put it this way. This is a positive spell. Yes, not manipulative. We're not going to use the manipulation spell. Although, That'll just bite you in the butt again. Al although they all exist yes. in the same pattern. Well, we see it in our media, Dr. Lahab, all the time. Absolutely. That's how they gather communities yeah. online is through spell casting. Yeah, yeah. And but they usually is. But they usually only target one group. Right. Because yeah. if you target more than one group, which MSNBC always learns at a very high cost because they lose percentage share of market because they're in last place is that they talk to all the archetypes. And that doesn't work. And it doesn't work. No. I have really noticed that over the last few years as I listen to the archetypal language, I can almost name what news media they watch. Yeah. Because even whatever the media is saying to them is coming out of their mouth and they're activated for the fight yeah. or for the lack of love. Yeah. Or for the confusion and placement, all of the four archetypes Correct. have a place that they visit to get their news. Yes. Which I find fascinating. Well, yeah, because they don't, they don't perceive the world in the same way. No. Fox News is in black and white, which means warrior channel. Warrior. Yes. We're going to engage the warriors. They're going to be loud. They're going to be obnoxious. They're going to yell. They're going to spit. They're going to say crazy things and that's why we love them that's yes. what they say that's why we love them so they use the manipulation of the lover's energy to say we love you for being crazy and making us a lot of money i think in court they said that um they knew what trump was saying was ridiculous but they continued because market share they were willing to promote a civil war because they wanted market share. Because market share means that I make more money. 
and you get more eyeballs on whatever. Well, yeah, market share is like oh. I get the the commercials. Everybody wants to reserve time on my channel. Then they don't care. That, yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of what it. Once it's strained through the day or the years, it does come down to money. Yes. Since the beginning of time, really, is power and money. Well, there are two things that are going on. One is that the, the energy, the energy that's being fought over is archetypal. Explain that a little more. They want to own it. Mm. They want to own the energy. They cannot own the energy. So what do they do? They buy huge parcels of land. They rape and pillage the oceans. This is the new thing. It's called ocean mining. Just in case we didn't have enough destruction on this planet, well, let's destroy the oceans because we don't have an issue right now with the oceans. We do. It's like massive pollution. There's yeah. plastic everywhere. There's plastic in the water everywhere. But that's not, a, that's not big enough. We have to like excavate the bottom of the ocean because there are minerals down there. So how do we destroy this planet? So we're trying to control the energy of the planet. And this is how you're trying to basically control the archetypal energy. And this is where destruction happens. Because what you're messing with are things that are beyond you. They are not you. They are beyond you. They are eternal. They've held the structure for you for a long time. You identifying with them is not how it works. You understanding them is how it works. Because otherwise you end up identifying with a God. It's an eternal energy. It's been there since the beginning of time. That doesn't mean that energy doesn't move me through the world, doesn't create pathways for me to live, doesn't make my life easier, doesn't make it less complicated. To understand the energies, yes. Exactly. And understand living, understand yeah. existence. Why, why do we exist? What's the point of it? Yeah. This is why we exist. We exist because this eternal energy is basically becoming more and more conscious of itself. It's not conscious. We're conscious. So our little conversation on this podcast contributes to consciousness of the energy. This is what we all do. We do it all day long. Not us, just us, like everybody. Yeah. From the movie industry to the military industry to the podcast industry to the YouTube industry, it doesn't matter where it is. Everybody's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. we're becoming more conscious of the energy the energy itself uses us to become conscious because it doesn't have consciousness of its own so it muses with our consciousness and the more aware we are of that i think the less weighted we are energetically absolutely yeah things are not weird anymore yeah things are like oh yeah this is how it works 
Yeah. It's not weird. I don't say weird anymore. I just say interesting. Yeah. Because this is how things function. We, we, we use the term weird because it happens over and over again in our environment, and we don't have an explanation for it. The reason we don't have an explanation for it is because we're looking through and the organism is looking through its eyes to interpret what it doesn't see. So, of course, it's going to say this is weird. Even though it has affected something else. Yeah. But you could see it with the mind's eye. It's a very different eye. Yes. And it's one that needs to be exercised more often. Correct. And I think with understanding the archetypal patterns and energies, that gives another doorway to practice with that other eye of sight. It, it broadens our lens that we see. And, and with that, I think it gives us a lot more room to be ourselves and enjoy being whatever archetypal pattern we have. Well, yeah, we get energized, right? Other archetypes. Well, yeah, this is why we wake up. That's why we wake up the energy, because the waking of the energy awakes the organism. It stirs it into action. We're meant to be awake. That's right. Yeah. We're meant that to wake up. Say that again. Well, we're meant to wake up to, to our own bodies, to our patterns, to our psyche. Because if we don't stay awake, I think that's when life gets so heavy and that we do go into the patterns of shadow. Yeah. Because we believe that that's what's real and it isn't necessarily the case. No, because the, the lens is tainted in that way. It's tinted in that way. Yeah. It becomes darker and darker, so you can't see through it anymore. So the little light that appears seems very little. Inconsequential, I think, the word they use. Mm. But this is important. That's the lens of the glitch. Yeah. Because when the glitch occurred, remember that loop in time when the trauma happened? Everything changed. Yeah. The perception of the world started to go through the time loop. How does it work after the time loop? After the trauma? You start to absorb things through the eye of this could cause trauma. Yes. They could cause trauma. I feel trauma. I feel angry. I feel lost. So it goes over and over again. Mm -hmm. This is why it's a glitch. It doesn't stop. You say it once, then you say it again, you say it again. 10 years later, you're saying it again. Glitch. Yeah. And that's where JAMP is so helpful because it, it helps you see the glitch first and foremost. Yeah. And, and I would also say the fear behind seeing it differently. Yeah. There's a lot of fear held in. Well, if I see it another way, then I might not be safe or I might not be loved. I might not belong. Yeah. And then that you do get consumed by that fear. Yeah. 
So, you know, we use the term jamp all the time. And I noticed that we don't explain it as much. It's basically, it stands for Jungian Advanced Motor Processing. And basically the, the, the treatment is you are deep within a hypnotic state. And within that hypnotic state, you are able to access parts of the events that cause the glitches in you to be exposed. Once they're exposed to light, as Christy stated it over and over again in a very eloquent way, once it exposed to light, then it could move on. It resolves itself is the resolution of the glitch. This is why we call it Young Advanced Motor Processing and the resolution of the glitch or JAMP and the resolution of the glitch because it is this technique that we use to resolve the glitch. Once the glitch is resolved, then you could go back to the timeline that you lost because of the time loop meaning that all the things that you lost along the way as you aged because you were seeing the world through this very painful, destructive, angry, fearful lens mm -hmm. to somebody who sees the world with light, in color, and is able to accept it in a very, very different way. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm curious about what you say about this. I had someone the other day ask me, they said, I see everything in black and white. I dream in black and white. Don't you? Ooh. And so I hadn't thought of that though before. So people that individuals that still are held within a traumatic experience would see the world. Some might see the world as black and white. Is that be. Yeah kind of an interesting it could be i mean dreams are in black and white i mean color is an additive that we our psyche like puts in to and so, but you're saying after jump you see the the world in color you see the world yeah you see what the colors you were missing so the black That's and white yeah so That's what you're talking about is how trauma causes us to see the world in black and white. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. Um, I, I was taking it literally. Warrior, no. Um, <laughs> the, the way we start to um, look and experience the world is through a lens of where we are stuck. And that lens is basically not clear enough. So we can, don't see the outline of what we're staring at. We don't see the full color of the outline. We don't see where life is in the outline. When it's in black and white, you can't see the color of life. Right. You can't see it in their eyes. You can't see it in, because it's black and white. And we are not black and white. Mm -mm. We as humans are much more colorful. We're not a color we're multifaceted colors and you have to experience us in that way it's a very limiting experience if that's all you see yeah you're gonna run into a lot of doors that way because that means you can't see past what image comes in front of you and yeah that's insane with basically that's uh, that's a child even the child starts to learn very quickly 
that no, there's something behind it. Mm -hmm. When a child has the natural curiosity mm. to not ask your permission what's behind it, but just to look, to discover and look. Yeah, they look behind it. And as the wounds of the child are healed within the adult, yeah. that's when the waking up happens, which is the looking, which is the excavation, which is finding the new things that this person might have never experienced because of trauma. Yeah. Which is a beautiful gift to the self, to anyone to expand that breath of color and joy and connection and love. Ooh. So hopefully we have cast that spell of mm -hmm. joy and love for today's episode. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank we you. We really enjoy this podcast. We would love to hear your comments. Um, the new, uh, there's a new uh, anchor has become Spotify, um, something, Spotify, uh, podcasters so in that program they have a um, you could dm us through the app oh that's a cool thing that's brand new so you could yeah you could tell us what you thought of the episode you could tell us if you enjoyed the episode you could tell us what you'd like to hear more from us or mm -hmm. what you would not like to hear from us we might listen to you we're open. Yeah. We're open, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Thanks, Christy. You want to say anything before we go? No, just I would. Yeah, well, yes, I do. Stay yeah. open and stay awake. There's many ways to see the world. That's what I would say. We are the archetypes of destiny, and we will be back next week. Bye.